0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? I hope to God you can hear me. We're, <laughs> we're back on game over. Hopefully you can hear me because we had a debut episode this season earlier on with Peter Klein. I'm joined today. I'll introduce my guest momentarily here. But y'all couldn't hear me. I had to resort to using a notebook. So here we are. They can hear me. This is great. We're we're. we're oh, I could cry. I could cry, I'm so happy. Welcome back to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James, and we are celebrating today because the Calgary Flames have won the first Battle of Alberta. I will introduce my guest. This is James Johnson. He's a writer for the Wind Column, my, for- my former podcast co-host on another show that we used to run James. How are you, How's man?) It
0: going? Oh, I'm like fantastic! It's a Saturday night. The Flames just beat the Oilers, and I'm on STPN, baby. Like I, I know
1: it's it's your it's debut, so cool. and and I'm, like, uh, I'm like giddy right now. <laughs> and uh, I'll let the people know um, that you. This isn't going to be the first time you're on. This was a this was an emergency co-host because I didn't set anybody up, and I was like, oh god. And Andrews texting me. He's like, do you have a co-host? Are you going to run it on your own? I'm like, oh my god. All right. So I got to get somebody. And of course, I hit you up, and and here we are. So you can follow James Johnson at James Johnson YYC, uh, see all his good stuff that he's doing over at the win column. But we're here to talk about the first Battle of Alberta of the season on night yeah. two for the Calgary Flames, second yeah. game of the year. We're already getting a Battle of Alberta, and my goodness, yeah. what a game it was. Uh, the Flames yeah. win. It was a tight one. It was a bit of a nail-biter at certain points, but they come out with the win, and uh, there's some good things. There's some... Things that we, you know, we talked about before you and I came on that we're gonna mm-hmm. maybe wanna see some differences, some changes. Uh, you know, you can chalk things up to the fact that it's only the second game of the year as well. Uh, but overall, your general thoughts before we dive too far deep into this thing on uh on tonight's win in Edmonton.
0: Yeah, just like the hype around this game, it's you know, it's come back for the flames a little bit. It's hey, these guys beat you up in the playoffs now's your chance to kind of show them that you're not that team anymore you're a different team and oh man (laughs) did they come out flying that first period like it felt like it was maybe two minutes it was like everything happened all at once between twitter blowing up and oh just
1: it was a lot of fun it was a yeah. <laughs> lot of fun, uh, and you can bet on the fact that, uh, you know, we're going to talk about these a little bit later, but you can bet on the fact that uh, these these Battle of Albertas are only going to get any better. And if you do want to bet, you can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football is back, baseball playoffs, and the hockey season is underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Uh, made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy for you to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all the sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please, play responsibly. Uh, so yeah, back to talking about the game. Because yeah, you, you, you know, Twitter always blows up. You talked about that yeah. with uh, with the Battle of Alberta. Twitter always, uh, Twitter on a good day blows up. It's, it's uh, For a Battle of Alberta, you know that both fan bases, you got, you know, especially where you're writing, you got the win column, you got the Oilers rig. now. Uh, I'm sure there's some camaraderie there. You got Flames Nation and Oilers Nation camaraderie there. there. Game over Calgary, game over Edmonton. I I know Dennis was going back and forth with me earlier about, about uh, line brawls and chirping me and all that stuff. And I got my licks in right before we went live here. But from a Flames perspective, looking back at tonight's game, the way I saw things, and you know we can we can dive into it a little bit now. Is that first period was like some of the best hockey I've seen in a long time from this Calgary team. Uh, mm-hmm. They shut that they shut the Oilers down at every level. They chased Campbell out of the net. That was incredible. Uh, yeah. I know there were a lot of people that were chirping because Jacob Markstrom didn't get the start tonight. They're like, oh, he's so scared, he's so scared. And then all of a sudden, Jack Campbell returns to backup goaltender form. You know how last year Back was just a just yeah backup Jack, and um, yeah it was it, the first period was great. Second period things started to kind of tamper off a little bit. I think for Calgary, um, I don't know if it was taking the foot off the gas or maybe Edmonton. We can give them a bit of credit. Just answered better. I don't know yeah. how did you how did you see that second period because I think we can all agree that first period was absolutely damn near perfect hockey from the Flames.
0: Yeah, it was pretty perfect. A little little part in that is jack campbell wasn't on his game which is nice but yeah the second period it it looked like a typical calgary edmonton game where calgary gets off hot and then they just look slow and edmonton just dances circles around them Mm -hmm. and then it started looking like that again in the second period and i'm gonna be honest i full-on thought edmonton was gonna come back and want us but hey the flames did take their did they eh, you know it wasn't great in the second no it wasn't but,
1: fantastic hey, hockey and that's no secret no
0: but hey they pulled off the win so
1: it's a good point from insider j money in the live chats for those listening on playback you can't see it but I'll read them out to you so you can uh you can get your all the comments uh, read to you, but insider J money saying letting the Oilers have power plays will mean that the Oilers will score eventually. And that's just, yes, that's just, yeah, you don't want to give some of the most or one of the most potent power plays um, as many chances and as many looks as the flames did tonight. Some of those were iffy calls. I don't want to say all of them were necessarily a hundred percent penalties. I don't think in my eyes, at least um, mm-hmm. like, I think it was a ho- was it a holding call? who was it? Was it Hannafin or, or Col- I can't remember. It was a piss poor, oh, just yeah. absolutely weak. Yeah. It might've been Coleman on the hold. And I was like, really, yeah. really, we're going to, st- we're going to call that. Like It was really bad. Um, but yeah, then going into the third, uh, getting into the third period here, I don't know. I, I feel like the period was 50, 50 for me. I don't think the flame, like, I think they upgraded a little bit between the second and the third, like. In terms mm-hmm. of in terms of the uh, the caliber of play and and kind of how things transpired, and I think they had a lot of really good chances and a lot of good looks in the third period that just didn't convert. Talking about Robert's comments, saying that uh, Tyler Toffoli, what did he say? Tyler Toffoli deserved two goals. Yeah, he did. He hit. What did he hit a post and miss a wide open net? <laughs> uh,
0: like, <laughs> That's tough, man. You know, you know, I like Tyler Toffoli quite a bit, and I'm I know. just. No, I took him in fantasy. He kept dropping in all of my drafts. And I said, this guy's playing top line. He's going to score like 35. Get him going, Tyler. Like, mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's I know.
1: <laughs> and and one of the things that we're going to talk about later on in the show, too, is, is that first line and, and their effectiveness at 5-on-5. Five five. A couple comments coming in saying big credit to the fourth line, which is something else we're going to talk about a little yes. bit as we get into segment two of the show, is just how good if you break it down from, you know, first line to fourth line, first pairing to third pairing, how good this team looks and what things need to change or not even, not even change, but cause it's just too early in the season, excuse me, to be making changes, I think per se, but yeah. just what's working, what needs maybe a little bit more time to, to click. Because I think that part of the reason so many, you know, so many lines are clicking so well and looking so great uh, Is just because they they seem to gel a lot faster and and kind of find that chemistry and mesh quicker than you know we could I guess we can transition into it now but like the first line on paper looks incredible but just hasn't quite gelled yet whereas yeah. Kadri Monjapani and Dubey look like they've been playing oh, with each other since Pee Wee like <laughs> these like these guys they look incredible. Um, but, I don't know, talking about the first line, maybe what are some things you can attribute to uh, to that lack of gel or, or that lack of chemistry? I, I mean, it sounds stupid yeah. because they're all new players, but I don't know, I want to hear your take on it.
0: Yeah, like naturally you would think is an excellent passer, Lindholm's a good shooter, Tofoli also a good shooter, could play a two-way game. Like you think that would be a good line, but it's not, It like you said, it hasn't gelled yet, and maybe it'll gel in three games time and this won't be a talking point or maybe they consider switching some things up, but it's definitely not been the flame strong point. I think it, it's been the weakest line in both last game and tonight as well. So, you know, you gotta hope that turns around because yeah, you know, Huberto scored 115 points last year. <laughs> he and did. So far he's got, he's got none at five on five right now. So yeah.
1: And that's, That's it too. Just their effectiveness at five on five. And, and one of the things that I look at specifically is I can't remember where it was reported or where I heard it. It was either in an article or, or, or on the radio or something talking about how this is the first time in Jonathan Huberto's career that he's played on the same line with two right-handed shots or something crazy like that. So like, so like that. I think that's what he's, that's what they said, or, or maybe it yeah. was, I don't. yeah, like something like that, or, um, you know, obviously another thing too, that comes into play is, you know, you think about Elias Lindholm who lost two thirds of his line and, and, and we know how good that line, damn near one of the best lines in the NHL last year, <laughs> uh, losing two thirds of that. And then having, you know, not like the replacements aren't bad. But replacing two guys that you've had this chemistry with and two guys that you're used to playing with and that you've developed a rapport with, um, it's not easy. And, like, I'm not saying because I'm experienced in that regard, but, you know, it would be no different than if you and I were running a show. You know, we used to run shows all the time. It'd be no different if someone else came in and threw off the dynamic and we just had no idea what to do about it, right? Like, you know, it's it's a chemistry thing. You play off of one another. So that's just one of the. One of the things that I mean, you could probably attribute it to. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you used to cover for me all the time, and that's you, same year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. we knew, yeah. we knew, but it's a, yeah, you know, you
1: talk about chemistry. Like it's it's such a, it's such a touchy thing. Um, let's look mm-hmm. at here at some of the comments. Uh, going into this, but big credit to the fourth line. They didn't look like a liability, and you know what? They haven't looked like a liability f- through the first, you know. 120 minutes of hockey that they've played so all,
0: man.
1: yeah they've looked good and we'll we'll touch on them a little bit uh later in in the uh in the episode here um i had to, there was a good one here for mitch oh there it is second line looks sharp fourth line begrudgingly looks good lewis and to were my sore spots tonight and you know we can maybe talk about trevor lewis a little bit too and, and his role because I don't think you ever really want to see Trevor Lewis playing in the in on the third line or playing with Michael Backlund ever really. Um because I feel like Trevor Lewis just kinda and this isn't like this isn't a Trevor Lewis drive-by, but I just don't think Trevor Lewis makes good players look much better around him on the same line. Yeah. Like like Michael Backlund's a pretty effective, um, you know, I, I think he's pretty good in his own zone and and you know you saw his line get a bunch of defensive starts last year and i think he was a big part of that but trevor lewis just doesn't complement that very well <laughs> and that's yeah. part of the part of the need for the flames to go out and get another forward like it's been reported so so much recently
0: mm-hmm. yeah like as uh, mitch said with that second line it looks It looks so good. They're all getting in the corners. They're just creating offense and chances left and right. And then the third line, like you said, Trevor Lewis, not my favorite player by any means, (laughs) but, you know, in a fourth line role, you can't hate it. But I, I just look at tonight and there was one shift in the second period where, you know, Edmonton starts to get that momentum back. And then all of a sudden Michael Backlund gets a takeaway. And then Edmonton tries to get it, go back the other way again. And then Blake Coleman gets a takeaway. And then one of the flames defenders does it. They they like shut them down one by one. And you just don't see Trevor Lewis really Mm -mm. anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere, No, exactly.
1: Like, and it's, I think it's less of a Trevor Lewis thing and more of a fact that they need another guy, you know, like you, you can only do so much with the guys you have. And if that means you gotta, it, you know, you gotta put him on the third line, that's probably more of an indicator of, of the guys that you have, opposed to, yeah, we think Trevor Lewis is good enough to play on the third line and and uh, you know eat more minutes than he probably should be.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and like, so- let's say the Flames go out and get Travis Konechny, and then you either plug him with backline and Coleman, or you plug him on the top line, and then Toffoli suddenly on the third line, like that team would be deep, but you know, right now we'll focus on right now. It's, (laughs) it looks, you know, Trevor Lewis is who he is. He's, he's a cup champion. Daryl loves him, but he's not going to be scoring a lot. And it would be nice to get an upgrade there. That's all I'm saying.
1: It would. Um, we'll read a little, a couple more comments here before we, we segue into something a little bit different here. Um, John McKinnon with some hey James love hey James we love you hey, uh, so some some we love James love in the chat um but, but, but let's see first line will get there they look good in they look good in spurts Daryl will get them in shape I think that's one thing we can all unanimously agree can on it. it's gonna get there it's the second game of the year maybe we're being a little bit too critical but with the sample size that we're given there's really not you know we, we pretty much have to be critical with what we've got. Um, Mitch saying Ruzichka swap with Lewis may also look interesting, perhaps, because we, be we, we know, we know Daryl doesn't want to play him on the fourth line. He said that a bunch last year that he didn't want to play him in a, you know, in a fourth line role. And, and I don't really know if I blame the guy. I think he's a little bit better than, Yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> I got to watch what I say, because we're going to transition here in a little bit to talk about <laughs> a couple more uh, of, of the Flames lines who, who, uh who look good. So we'll, we'll maybe table that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to read this one because it kind of, <laughs> it kind of taunts the, the, the hand that feeds, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the kind words. We'll say that much. Um, anyways, let's transition into something along the same line, but a little bit different. Uh, the, th- the lines that looked really good Because there was a lot of good as much as as much as the top line at five on five hasn't looked fantastic through the first two games. I think I'm going to give you the opportunity to eat some crow if you would like to. And I know it's a small sample size, (laughs) but everybody got on Kevin Rooney for being a day one free agency signing. He hasn't looked horrendous. But that fourth line, as I knock my microphone into oblivion because I'm just so animated about it, the fourth line hasn't been bad. And there's a lot of people, and I think I'm one of those people as well, who need to eat a bit of crow on guys like Kevin Rooney, Brett Ritchie, Milan Lucic, who maybe didn't look great against McDavid line and stuff like that because they were out there a little bit too much for those situations. But aside from that, actually looked pretty damn good through for the first two games
0: yeah and there's there's just the funniest screenshot is uh from like an nhl.com article and it says like flames add rooney lose Gaudreau, whatever and i'm like (laughs) it's quality
1: meme material man they just print it for you
0: but man has he been good and i think let me just pull up the exact number i think the fourth line had an expected goals rate of like ninety-six percent tonight. Which Isn't is, that crazy? It's insane. I'm just looking. Every other line was around like forty to fifty percent, which is normal. They're at ninety-six percent.
1: Yeah. What? Which which I mean, I know I, I yeah. know we don't talk about analytics like the heavy analytics oh, community No, 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 not, a, not a bad thing at all. I'm just saying <laughs> to people, like like, no, 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 Uh, you know, these numbers are good things. And and I know a lot of people are getting into uh, uh, the advanced analytics and the advanced numbers. And and James is your guy for that. Um, If you're a flames fan, not that I need to plug the socials anymore at James Johnson, YYC on Twitter, uh, James will always have the, uh, the post game. I don't even know what you call them. Like your charts with where you go through the line. Yeah. Your graphic that, that you put out post game and um if you're wanting to get into analytics a little bit more, not a bad place to stop because he breaks it down for you line by line. Anyways, go check that stuff out. It's uh, it's definitely going to be worth your while if you're trying to get into that stuff. But yeah. when Brett Ritchie is scoring the first goal of the season off of a no-look backhand pass out of the corner from Milan Lucic <laughs> against, in the Avs game, and then they look as effective as, like, everybody... We, we came into this season talking about how bad this fourth line is, like gonna look and here i am eating crow on game two of game over
0: there we go we're eating crow
1: (laughs) and we're eating our words but um it's a good problem to have it's a good problem to have when you're proven wrong about thinking people are going to be shit when they're not actually shit
0: yeah this is like eric and branson all over again we (laughs) we know all about that we apologize for that but we did it was Hey, his numbers going into Calgary, not good at all. Daryl Sutter goes, okay, let's start this guy in the offensive zone all the time. And suddenly he's very good. Gets a four by four in Columbus is not very good anymore, but I digress. (laughs) But yeah, like Brett Ritchie, Kevin Rooney, these are guys that other markets, other teams without Daryl Sutter, they're not effective, but Mm -hmm. in a Daryl Sutter system, they're just I mean, I don't know. Sutter's a magician, man. What can I say? He, he does good things.
1: He does good things. I know you say that uh, Bradshaw Living does miracles on you, but I think the same thing could be said about oh. uh, Daryl Sutter. Times
0: two. <laughs> Times three
1: maybe. So let's read a couple more comments here. We'll transition shortly into uh, one last topic about the, the, the lines and how good they've looked. And then we'll get into some fun stuff to, to wrap the show up. Um, So someone saying here, three of the four goals were lucky. That said, solid game and deserved win. Mitch apologizing to Richie. I was heated when we brought him back. Well, you can eat crow now, even though it's only been two games. Well, it's a small sample size. Um, The fourth line has surprised me with their offense. I'm disappointed with Tyler Foley. Great reference to Tyler Foley. Uh, On the top line, though, he's really writing it. Uh, Yeah, we've talked a little bit about that. We'll, I'm sure things will change. It's still really early. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Robertson saying Flames on pace for 164 points. Love to see it. Undefeated uh, baby. Love to see it. Uh, awesome. Go Flames. Go Flames. Still going. 82 and 0 says Beef. Gri- <laughs> beef. I can't. I don't know what that word says. I need my. I need some glasses or something. Um, Insider J Money saying uh, Rooney, Luigi and Richie absolute dogs. They got they that got the dog, dog there, in them. Uh, and Raffle Cutters saying, fine, let's just say that you two are doing a great job and have great chemistry. This is good back and forth and seems very natural. I wonder why, James. I wonder why. Well, we may or may not have ran a show for over a year together. But thank you. That's, uh, um, I appreciate that. That means a lot to us. David Jones saying, fourth line dog per 60, highest in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, if you're still in here, could you pin that? Could you pin yeah, that comment? I mean- that's, that's amazing. That's good, that's good stuff that. right there. Rob, if you're still here, okay. pin that because that's, that's advanced stats right there, uh, right <laughs> before your eyes, folks. Um, one last okay. point talking about the lines. We'll let the chat catch up and, and put some more good stuff in there for us. One more thing about lines and, and just how good everybody's looked. How damn good has Nazem Kadri, Dylan Dubé, and Andrew Mangiapane? Yeah, exactly. You want to want to talk about how good like Dylan Dubey has yeah. has he came in and had a great camp, and he was, you know, I, I know you guys talked about it on the win column. I talked about it on our roundtable article last week with Flames Nation about players that need to step it up, and Dylan Dubey, that that's Dylan Dubey music right there. yeah, two games in. He's playing with Kadri and Manjupani,
0: and he looks damn good. He looks very good. And he was a guy that was kind of in Sutter's doghouse every now and then last season. And, you know, he was a young guy that Daryl wanted to improve and it looks like he's certainly improved. He's the fittest flame every year. And like, I'm impressed. He's, you know, he's got a little bit of grit in him. He's, you know, creating chances doing all the things that a forward should be doing. And, you know, he's got the, He's got
1: the dog in him as well. He's got a dog in him. I'm, I'm so happy I'm I'm reading in the chat right now. Rob's still Robert's still in here and he goes, "You think I sleep that's nice." Uh, shout out to Robert, <laughs> the best mod, the best community manager, just the best person out there. Uh, it, it, SDPN can't run without uh without Robert. So everybody spam uh thank you Robert in the chat. Um but yeah, he's looking great. Kadri seamlessly fitting in with those so. two. And uh, you know, obviously, Manjupani, like he looks faster this year too. Like, do you not think that he looks quicker? Like, maybe it's just a being, maybe it's just a combination of good things happening on that line. But he's moving pretty quick. They're all moving the puck well. They 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 break out as a three man unit. They enter the zone as a three man unit. They always know where the puck's going to be, and they've been a lot of fun to watch. Just your your comments on the other two thirds of that line.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kadri has just fit in perfectly, as we all kind of expected. He just he screams Calgary Flame in every way. And when you have Winholm, Kadri, Backland down the middle, you can compete with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle now, where those guys are going to be on the ice and they're going to shut you down most of the time. So, yeah, yeah Kadri looks good. And then, yeah, Manjay Pawnee. Where and he scored 35 goals last year is 40 out of the question. I don't know, man.
1: Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I don't, I don't think 40 is out of the question. Uh, like, I don't think I, what I'm trying to say as I stumble over my words at 11:21 p.m. on Saturday, October 15th, after a massive win, is that I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think yeah. that's going to be an anomaly when we look back on Manjupani's career and that he scored as many as he did. Um I don't think that happened by accident. Uh, I don't see a world where he has a year like last year and all of a sudden just drops off the face of the earth and doesn't score at that kind of rate. You know, he'll probably regress a little bit, maybe, I don't know. Mm. Uh you would expect maybe a little bit of regression and then I don't know. Like you're the you're the yeah. stats guy. You tell me like would you you would, that's that's common practice? No.
0: Yeah, like I wrote an article three weeks ago and I said, you know, regression is expected in a lot of ways for the Flames this season, be it injury points wise. And yeah, Manjiapani, maybe he doesn't hit 35 again, but probably likely 30. And when you add Nazim <laughs> Kadri next to him and Dubey's coming on the scene, like a lot of fun. I yeah. feel like we're going to be
1: talking about this line a lot. Here on Game Over Calgary. Okay, let's read some more of the chat a little bit here before we transition into our final segment of the show. Thank you as always for tuning in. Whether you're listening on playback on your favorite podcatcher or if you're listening live here on the SDPN YouTube channel. Okay, so reading some of these uh, comments here. How about Stone? No, yeah, that's a that's a we career talk about that. that's a career game for Michael Stone. Uh, three? Did he finish with finish with three? three points baby. that's that's a career high for our boy yeah. michael stone and what a piss missile of a shot that was holy yeah. Mackinac. <laughs> we to, to steal a quote from i know there's lots of leaf folks in here holy Mackinac, what a shot that was um it was a lot of fun to watch that i'll hey, tell you that much you, for free like
0: you can't not root for michael stone it's so hard not to root for the guy love him to death
1: yeah absolutely um Mitch saying swap Hubie into Foley wings, use Foley like Ovi as a trigger man, uh, and then Rob saying yeah, Foley doesn't need to be on the top line to be productive. He can drop and still be fine, which is true. Maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's a product of fit more than anything else for a guy like Foley on that line. But who do you replace him with is the question because like you don't touch that second line right now, <laughs> and you're not. Putting Trevor Lewis out there to play, <laughs> right. So it's it's it'll be a product of uh, of seeing what Brad Trelliving can do to go and get uh, another forward. Um, also, everyone, tomorrow afternoon, first game for the Wranglers playing the Firebirds in their very first game in franchise history. Yes, if you want to go see the uh, the baby Flames, the Calgary Wranglers, go play at uh, they play the out so alone tomorrow against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I will be there on Monday. So if you want to come say hello, right. come down and say hello. Uh, Six what's, dollar
0: beers all game. Like. Yeah,
1: I, another good reason to get down to the dome. Six dollar beers for the entire game. It's happy hour for the entire game, um, mm-hmm. which which needs not to be, you know, that's enough to get you down there. Um, some questions here. There's Noah saying, fellas, 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 how you doing, Mr. Adler? Um Oh geez, I lost where I was. Uh, anyway, we'll 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 catch up with the chat before we quickly uh, we'll we'll hop off in a bit here. But one of the things we wanted to talk about to wrap up the show has nothing to do with tonight's game, but more or less has to do with the fact that whoever makes the schedule in the NHL put a voodoo curse against the Flames and the Oilers by only having three battles of Alberta, three for the entire year and none after December 27th. So between, well, I guess between technically now and December 27th, there's going to be two battles of Alberta. Yeah. That's That's just downright disappointing.
0: Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like I saw on the broadcast tonight, this is Calgary's only time in Edmonton for the entire season. Like that's, this is the greatest rivalry in hockey. Like, can you give us a little more than I know? A couple of games, and I, I mean, from for the Flames, I'm sure they're fine only going to Edmonton once. I mean, who really wants to go to Edmonton if we're being honest? Yeah, not, not me. Not me. Yeah, but like, hey, it's the best rivalry, and Kane and Kadri, you got, you know, some tensions flaring. You gotta gotta get some, get us as many games as yeah, possible. yeah, and, and I mean, just
1: inject it into my veins, or maybe they just like. Maybe they wanted to save the fireworks for the playoffs or so. I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. One battle of Alberta in Edmonton, two games in Calgary for the yep. remainder of the season. Schedule makers, clean it up. Clean it do up. Better. We'd do better. You know who doesn't have that dog in them? The NHL schedule <laughs> makers. Um, <laughs> they do not have that dog in them. Um, a couple more comments we'll get through here and then we will. Put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. The first Game Over Calgary in which you can hear me, by the way, if you watched last episode. Um, I was using my notebook, which is still right in front of me. And James... (laughs) SDPN. There we go. James James brought his notes. STPN. This is payback for the COVID North division. We can't have nice things. This is facts. Uh, This should be on six times a year. All on Hockey Night in Canada, says Mitch. I do absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and Max can saying Audi, to which I have to reply, Max, good to see you. Thank <laughs> you for stopping in. Um, all right, let's put a bow on today's show. Thank you to James Johnson, the James Johnson YYC, uh, for stopping by. The floor is yours, my friend. Where can people find you? What are you up to these days since uh, since since the Barn Burner Hockey Podcast has dis- disbanded? What are you up to
0: these days, and where can people Here. find you? Here. Well, I mean, first off, thank you for Having me on tonight, this was awesome. Love SDPN, love everything you guys are doing. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'll be on a couple more times. You will throughout the season, so yep. you'll see me again. But yeah, I'm at uh, Win Column. You can find us on Twitter at Win Column C G Y, and then my personal Twitter at James Johnson Y Y C. And yeah, I mean that's I got memes, I got analytics, I got <laughs> he's got a good uh, and he's got
1: a, an absolute crush on Haley oh, Steinfeld. You will see I all do. the Haley Steinfeld stuff. Uh, wow. that James is always replying and, and trying to slide into the DMs. It's a valiant effort, but maybe one day she will reply. That day was not today and it was not yesterday. Could be tomorrow. She's um, listening to this. She could be, if that's the case, Haley. Oh, he's over here. Sorry. That's the guy you want right there. This guy. <laughs> um, anyways, you guys, thank you so much for stopping by and watching this. This was a lot of fun. Thank you to James uh, for, for joining us and thank you, for watching uh if you're listening back on playback on your favorite podcatcher be sure to give us that uh that five-star review go check out the other game over shows as well game over edmonton was on tonight uh that's the beautiful thing about expansion is that we get more shows and we get more coverage so go check out all the other canadian markets in terms of their game over coverage um i think that pretty much puts a bow on it you guys thanks again for stopping by watching the episode uh listening to it on the playback on the podcast On behalf of James Johnson, my name is Audie James and we will catch you the next time the Calgary Flames play here on Game Over Calgary, presented by SDPN and Sports Interaction.